another episode of the Dusty Bender Podcast, episode 28. Chance Watson, what is going on? That's that's number Derek Schutz from the Chiefs, if you grew up watching the Spokane Chiefs. Mm. 28, let's see if I can think of any cool, like, who's 28? Derek Schutz, that's all I got. And it's just what you said. <laughs> 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 and my final answer is Derek Schutz. Derek well. Derek Schutz is it. Uh, quick, he 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 assisted me in finding my father at Spokane Chiefs camp when I was a kid, because Joff Keeler, Joff, if you're listening to this, I've forgiven you. But Joff ripped my toenail off with a locker room door Jeez. at Chiefs camp. Yeah, and then Schutz Schutz helped me find him. And my dad. It was did you great. go? It was a good time. Did you go? Ah, shoot! Ah, shoot! <laughs> and he ripped it off. <laughs> well, uh, I sure hope so. Yeah, it's. Or were uh, you, I don't. Were you? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. At the time, I was. I was wearing strappy sandals. Those, those mm. Velcro strapped sandals, because I was going to the YMCA. So it's your own damn fault. No, I guess. I mean, I could. I could get mad at them about other things. Like they probably could have taught me how to play hockey a little bit better. But whatever. It's fine. <sighs> yeah. I mean. I like to blame other people for my. <laughs> I don't even know what you. What would you call that? It's too late. <laughs> your your my misfortune skill. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if you're if you're gonna be bad at something, you might as well blame someone for making you that way. Absolutely. I mean, especially if they're not around to defend themselves. That's right. Oh, jeez. Was that a, was that dark or was that they're just no like, no I mean like a, like seriously like I don't somewhere. I don't think Joff Keeler is gonna hit me up and say hey Chance mm. like heard the podcast. heard the podcast I don't think it's uh, <laughs> I don't think me ripping your mm. toenail off in two thousand one is the reason why you're not playing in the NHL. Look, Chance, uh, I haven't talked to you in about twenty <laughs> years, but I just wanted to let you know. <laughs> that heard the podcast and it's not because of that okay (laughs) you were just trapped (laughs) oh god all right Um, yeah another episode another another episode we are what's up if if you listeners haven't figured it out already we are now on a two-week schedule um Mm -hmm. i know we said we were gonna announce that but we 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 just gotta do the fuck we want so we just did we just announced it it's right there so we are now on a two-week schedule, um, partly for our sanity, partly for uh, the fact that... Your sanity. There's... <laughs> part... The listeners don't want to listen to us like, well, let's pull up this guy that has never amounted to anything in the NHL and do an entire podcast on it. Yeah, him. just start talking. I, could, I can talk for two hours about how Dylan Larkin should be the captain of the Detroit Red Wings. All right, you got... Four minutes go. Okay. See, Dylan Larkin is the only player on the Red Wings currently with any talent. That's about accurate. It. That, that's about it. That wasn't four minutes, but I, I hate that I agreed with you. Actually, uh, I'm gonna say that Jimmy Howard needs to wear Jimmy, a C from between the pipes. Jimmy Howard had skill about ten years ago. Dude, there was a time where, like, he was the shit. He was. And was, like, US, like Team USA, and, like, it was, like, him and Ryan Miller. Ugh. Where have the times gone? No, he's definitely he's definitely had his moment. He's done well. He's not, he's not a bad goalie. He's just getting old, and he got hurt a lot. Like, there's, I mean, it happens. Like, there's, there it are happens. good goalies that don't win. Like, I... I Look, is anyone ever going to say that Henrik Lundqvist was a bad goalie? No. Well, unless he plays till he's like fifty, yeah. they're gonna be like, "Jeez, yeah, but he's he's a bad." Goalie. I was gonna say, but even then, like he's not like he's ne- just because he's never won a Stanley Cup doesn't mean he's not a good goalie. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um. So, but who? So, if it's not Larkin, though, who is it? It's there is there. Uh, you can go by experience. Apple you can Kater. say like, okay, the oldest guys on the team are Darren Helm, Justin Abelkader, Nick Cronwall, and now recently Vatiri Filpola. He's back. 
Like, yeah, maybe maybe give it to Philpola. Just fucking because. Yuck. No. I mean, is anybody is anybody arguing for anyone other than Larkin? No, I, I heard a half-assed okay. argument for Bertuzzi, but that's it. It's Dylan Larkin. Yuck. <laughs> Bertuzzi. <laughs> it's, I, uh, I'd like to throw Andreas and Anathithiu. Anthony into the mix. He was, uh-huh. he was, he was holding out for a better contract, and but yeah, we should definitely yeah. give him the C. He's got a hundred and fifty point potential. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if uh, skate if skating really fast in a straight line got you a goal every time, yeah, sure. God, if only, if only north south. I would make the do. game a lot more simple. That's for sure. Yeah, and super boring. Yeah, so um, yeah, that's like, yeah, that's my that's my little rant on the Red Wings. I mean, there's not really much else. My my favorite teams aren't really doing much. You've got you've got my Red Wings are being pretty quiet. They're in the middle of a rebuild. You got Vegas that pretty much did nothing at the deadline. Not that they could do anything. Who's this kid? They're shopping. What's yeah, his they name? Kick, uh, they kick some tires, but yeah, what's that kid's name? Yeah, um, they did. So Red Wings, back to the Red Wings. They did sign uh, Moritz, right? Yeah, the didn't Moritz they give him an entry level? Cider. That's right. How do you feel about that one? I mean, just everyone I've talked or everything I've read and everyone I've talked to, just it sounds like this this kid could be a steal. I mean, he could be, you know, you know, who knows, but giving him a contract pretty early that's that's ballsy but i like it no it is well but they needed a defenseman like it's it's that experiment that ever ever eiserman and everybody's talking about so i don't know we'll we'll see how it goes does he play does he play this year no there's no way they sent uh, it they probably sent him back to germany honestly hmm. all right all right should we talk about some some other things yeah. besides the freaking Red Wings, yeah. for God's sake. Yeah, let's do that. Um, let's talk about let's talk about NHL Seattle. Um, there's not much going on with NHL Seattle other than the fantastically horrible news that the AHL team is going to go to Palm Springs, California. So, to to our Palm Springs, California listeners, uh, go fuck yourself. Well, lightly. Like, be nice to it, but, like, still fuck right. yourself. Right, like, 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 we'll yeah. still like you. I mean, it'll be cool, but still, like, fuck you. I mean, it's not, it's... <sighs> why do you, wa- why do you even want the Seattle AHL team? To have, uh, to have hockey, yeah. I guess, I don't know, it's... So apparently, I just apparently, according to some sources within the NHL, NHL Seattle and whatnot, it sounded like the team sounded like it. You know, travel concerns are the biggest problem. They try to step, they try to bulk up AHL team locations so there's not a lot of travel. Which I mean, I I get, I understand it, but that being said, it's still travel for like like say if you're playing, if you're at the Palm Springs team and then you get called up to the Sockeyes or whatever the fuck. Seattle's going to be called. That's, I mean, that's not a hop, skip, and a jump. Right. What is that flight? I'd be curious. Probably two hours, two and a half. Either way, I, this just, I think this is a miss. This is a miss. And there, there was a couple things, you know, a couple arguments for why Palm Springs was a better option than Boise. And I just don't believe it. I think it's crap. Um, I don't know. I, I just I don't know where this was an AHL decision. I don't think. I actually don't think that like Seattle itself had a ton to do with this. I think they really relied heavily on like, hey AHL, you know what would be easiest for you, um, and we'll make it work. And I think it, you know, it was it was that Palm Springs was close enough and not as, you know, it could have been a lot worse travel wise. Um, obviously, Boise would have been closer, right? For for you know, Seattle to the AHL team. 
But I think, I, I really do think this was just a full-blown AHL decision. And Seattle was just like, sure, you know, this is this is close enough. We want to be nice to you, whatever. They've already California already has three pro teams, and with Palm Springs, it's going to have one, two. I think it's five, isn't it? It's going to be five. This is going to be fi- five AHL teams and three pro teams. <sighs> yeah. Oh man. And they have to build a new rink. I just, yeah, I don't, I don't understand. I don't. I, that's got to be all it is. Is they just they wanted travel between the AHL teams to be just slightly easier, right? I think we saw six thousand miles through, and I think that was the season, right? Mm-hmm. So it's twenty three thousand miles travel for that. You know, if, if the team was in Boise, seventeen thousand if it was in Palm Springs. So six thousand miles. I mean, you got to think about it. You know, you go to the that's going to play the East Coast three times. Yeah, or, you know, five. It's just. I don't, I don't understand it. But no, it's. Um, I feel like, yeah, that might have been the mo- the most like travel might have been the biggest thing. But honestly, like infrastructure in place and whatnot, I, I don't know. Maybe a new arena down in Palm Springs is what they they wanted all along. Boise, it's t- I, apparently uh, one of the other factors was that the the Steelheads ownership in Boise, the ECHL team, they own CenturyLink or CityLink or whatever it's called down there. Mm-hmm. And apparently that had a, a deciding factor in it because they didn't want to they, they wanted to own the rink whereas they didn't want to just lease it from somebody. So I guess that makes sense. But at the same token, I'm just gonna choose to blame Boise for for not getting the team. So <laughs> what a North Idaho thing to say. I know, I know. It's it is very North Idaho. <laughs> um God yeah, I the yeah I think I think it's a miss, and I don't and and here's the thing I don't think they're gonna it's gonna take too much away from like the fan base in Boise is still gonna be Seattle hockey fans right, so I mean I, I'm sure that went into it but here's the thing with Palm Springs I mean what's weird about that is you know you you have all these fans that might go to these Palm Springs games well they're probably Kings or Ducks or realistically they're probably Kings or Sharks fans yeah. Right, so they're going to these games not to like get excited about a kid coming up to the team that they like and that that is their favorite team. Yep. They're going to these games just to. I mean, I guess that's what I do sometimes too. It's just to drink beer and eat. Sure. You know. Sure. Like, uh, well, it's, it's it's just it takes that element out. It's of kind it. of the same reason you go to a WHL game or a CHL game. You know, like it, right. it's not like because because that you know the Spokane Chiefs. I think I think. If they technically have an affiliation, they're the Dallas Stars. Like I don't, you know, I don't go watch Chiefs because I like Dallas. You know, you just they're the local team, and that's what you go see, which which is fine. I don't I don't think putting the team in Palm Springs is going to hurt anything, but I think they just you put it right. It's a miss. Like I feel like they missed an opportunity to really market a one-two punch, use your AHL team to grow not only your team. But just hockey awareness in general in your local area and grow a fan base. But uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I just I just feel like it's not going to hurt anything. Like, it's not going to draw fans away or anything. But I just feel like you could have used it as an extension of your team and not just something to throw away in California where you can't even really develop it. Yeah, the, yeah. You're right. The the miss here is they had a chance to expand exposure to the new Seattle team. Yes. Whereas, you know, now they've they've essentially, you know, the the Palm Springs fans that they'll have aren't going to be Seattle fans. Yeah. Right? They'll they'll be they'll be a little bit interested because they've seen some of these kids come up. Um but, you know, it's not going to be like you know, if if it was in Boise, those people would follow them up. They would you know, you would be getting these people from Boise going, hey, this is a great, you know, this is a great kid. Um, you know, hey, hey, fans who haven't been following him in Boise, you know, this this kid's going to come up to Seattle and do Can well. Can follow uh, a guy's career. Know, just Right, exactly, exactly. Um, you know, and that's the thing is you grow hometown boys where, like, you know, in Palm Springs, uh, you know, Palm Springs players, fuck, you know, unless they go to, go to Seattle, it's just... I, yeah, I can only say uh, like 
I can only say bad things about it, and that's not good. No, it's not a good start. No. Let's you know. let's move to a little more positive story. Um, we we talked about on the last podcast, maybe the podcast before, that we uh, we were in the process of working with uh, somebody to to read a book. Actually, I know I, it's stunning, the, but we can read and uh, yeah. attempt to anyway. Uh, you can read. So we actually um, very very graciously were sent a copy from uh, author kevin we we don't know the exact pronunciation of the name we're gonna go with tyson that's our should we ask google should we have google do the little speech thing yeah but with names like you never know like it could be you know like google doesn't even know google could probably make it worse than it is so in any case uh kevin tyson t-i-c-e-n uh, he's the author author of the book When It Mattered Most. It's the story about the uh, Seattle Metropolitans when they won the Stanley Cup, with some World War One background in it. Um, we received a review copy of it. We're currently in the process of reading it. Well, I am anyway, and then I'm gonna send it to send it to Wells. But uh, mm-hmm. heading through it right now. Um, not gonna give anything away too much at this exact moment, but I will, Taylor. I will ask you. A trivia question are you ready for it i'm definitely gonna get this right <laughs> <laughs> who what was the team that the seattle metropolitans played their first game against in seattle first game against well they beat in the they, and they beat montreal right montreal was the team they beat Right. That was that was for the Stanley Cup later on, I believe. I could, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I have to read the end of the book for that. No, their, their f- first game. Their first opponents were against the awesomely named Victoria Aristocrats. Oh, yeah, Victoria BC, right? Yes, correct. Oh, I already hate them. They. I hate. <laughs> I hate everyone from that Victoria aristocrat. <laughs> and I'm sure they've got something to do with the Canucks. The aristoc- the Victoria aristocrats, and they they were also, uh, later on, they'll play the Vancouver Millionaires. Oh, so there was two different teams. Just a bunch of, bunch of teams with rich people names. Mm, mm-hmm. That's fitting. Sound... <laughs> Gosh. In any case, uh, cool though. Reading through that book now, um, we'll give a little nice review of it when we're done, and uh, maybe even if we've got an opportunity, have a sit down interview with the author. There you go. So that'll be that'll be. I'd like cool. to try and read it. Is there an audio book though? Because you know I can't read. <laughs> Get it on audiobook. Mm. Who would I want? I-, I want someone to read it to. Oh, Morgan Freeman probably. Ooh. I wonder how much that costs. Solid. Oh, God. A lot more than I'll ever see. Like, 100 bucks. <laughs> yeah, he's not... Morgan Freeman does, like, birthday parties. And he's shit, a... like... <laughs> Hello, I'm Morgan Freeman. <laughs> this. It, today is your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he could make some good money. Let's read that. a book. Um, anyway, so... Uh, that's that's the big news that we're working on with that. Um, let's move on to mm-hmm. wrapping up NHL free agency. Well, hold on, I have some big news. Well, when we last left about you, NHL Seattle. when we last left you, we were we were just heard about the offer sheet to Aho, and that hadn't wrapped up yet. So, um, we'll give you our take on that. Uh, not surprisingly, Aho the the ma- the offer was matched by the hurricanes and aho is remaining in carolina um i don't think that there's really a surprise there in fact there's been rumors that like this is kind of like collusion because the canadians offered such a ridiculously low offer contract to aho that it was easy to match and it kind of forced the two parties to just sign an agreement yeah but aho still has to sign it you know, I think he signed it already. Like, yeah. Well, no, I know, but like, you know, just because Montreal oh, gave him that a, yeah, a low offer saying. sheet, like, 
Aho still, you know, still had to sign it. So, like, if he didn't think that that was the right value, he could have just said, nah, I'm not going to sign this. Sure. No, um, that, that makes sense. You know, so, but this is super low for this guy. I, he should he should be, if a guy like Austin Matthews is getting, you know, over 10, Aho should be over 10. Ugh. Um, you know, I just... This is this is very low, but you know he could. This could be more of a Crosby thing, right? Where like Aho wants to bring, you know, he wants to bring some playoff years to Carolina, um, and you know that gives them an extra, you know, one and a half, two two million a year to kind of get some of that stuff done. So right, um, <laughs> but they didn't bring in a goalie, so uh, it's just worthless. Anyways, no, but. they're still they're gonna they're they're headlining with Morazic and James Reamer. He's gonna have a breakout year. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's what he's gonna do. Finally. Oh, jeez. Finally, and, James and, Reamer is just gonna have the year. And Scott Darling is gonna steal the net from Sergei Bobrovsky. <sighs> it's gonna be a good year. It's gonna be a good year. We're gonna we're gonna see some fun stuff happen here. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't they buy? I thought they bought Scott Darling out. They buy him out. Oh yeah, they bought him out. He's done. Yeah, but yeah, this, um, th- this, and and I think you were you even were texting me about this, and I was reading a little more on it. This is not. I don't think this is the last offer sheet we see. Which is awesome. I think teams are gonna get impatient and throw. Well, okay, it's got to be. You've got to. Ah, I want to say Marner. I want to say that someone's gonna throw an offer sheet at Marner, but it's a. It's a winner-take-all thing. Like, if you don't, if you're not positive, all you did was just wrap up Mitch Marner in a pretty little bow. True. For Toronto. True. Ah, but see, the thing with Marner, and this is this is why teams aren't going for him right now. He wants to be in Toronto. You know what I mean? So, like, he, you know, you can put in an offer sheet for him, but you're helping Tur- – well, I guess you're not really helping Toronto. If I wanted to pull him out of Toronto and I was serious about it, I would put Toronto in a hell of a situation. Sure. You know, I'd be, I'd be putting him up right where he wants to be, right up, you know, right up realistically above Matthews, um, you know, and I'm, I'm putting that money out there. I'm, you know, I'm saying, hey, you know – Sign this if Toronto doesn't actually want you. If they're not, if they're not serious about it, uh, dude, we got a spot on the first line. We want you to be <laughs> our top dog. Like, come on. Yeah, you know, I mean, so. yeah. So it's it's one of those things where you because you could force the hand. Like you could. So answer me this question because I don't really. What happens if he just doesn't come to an agreement with Toronto? Like, say, say they just don't. I don't know. I understand how that works. Does he like play one more year and then go to unrestricted free agency or something? So it's there's something weird with it. So it's like a, there's a deadline in December that if he's not signed by then on his restricted free agent contract, he doesn't play the rest of the season. I think. Um, after that, I think you're right. I think he does become an unrestricted free agent because at that point they're basically saying like this these two like parties could not get this done and they're not going to get this done. So let this guy go. Gotcha. You know, I just, let, I, him, let him go. Let him walk. Yeah. I understand the process, like the reasoning behind restricted free agency. Like it, it helps, it helps players like kind of have say over that. Like it become, it can become a trap if you, it, like if you didn't want it, but at the same time, it also allows teams to keep their younger players, like give them a better opportunity to do that. But mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. It just sounds. I feel like if I was a UFA, you'd have a little more freedom. But then again, I'm not. I guess I'm not really too sure up on. I know it has something to do with age. Or year or years in the league. It's yeah, because it's, it's con. It's it's um. It's I think it's based off of your like. There's a reason they call it an entry-level contract. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, let's see. Qualifying offers. I'm trying to find this real quick. Okay. Um, offer well, sheet. Offer sheets are rare occurrence. Yeah, I can't. I can't find it real quick. But 
Yeah, I mean, and and that's what's crazy. And before we really, because I don't think we'll touch on this today, but the amount of restricted free agents this year is just like the the talent level is crazy. Yeah, like it's insane. Oh yeah, the, the some of these guys that need to get signed. Absolutely, like, absolutely. Well, it's just crazy. So we, sh- I don't, I don't think that's the last offer sheet we see. No, and I, th- I, really I mean, if somebody, the, the offer sheet, like Marner is the big prize. But if they did it, they're gonna have to do something that is. Like, it can't be within the wheelhouse. Like, if they offer him 10 or or anything below that, I think Toronto's Toronto will match it, and then that will end the Marner sweepstakes. Our pain like and suffering. Like, it's just done. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other side of that is, I think, um, I think, like, if you were to go over a certain value, so that's probably why we saw Carolina's kind of low, is, like, I think... I think you hit like a threshold to like over 10 million is the the picks are just insane. Sure. So the picks that would go back if like Carolina was like, yeah, screw it. Ajo, you know, we're, we're getting a first round pick for the next 10 years. You know what I mean? Like it's obviously not that extreme, but like, you know, yeah, maybe, maybe Carolina played this. Like maybe they were, maybe it was a plan all along. Like maybe they were low balling him, making other teams think that they were cash strapped. And then when mm-hmm. Montreal made a you know a fairly low offer, Carolina was like, "Yep, resign him. Done. Thanks. Thanks for <laughs> deal. Easy. Yeah. Thanks for solving that for us." <laughs> oh, yeah. no. Yeah, I, but that's a good one. That's a good one for Carolina. I mean, that shores up their best player. You know, sure. I would say sure. by a long shot. You know, Svechnikov could come in and be good. He could. You know, he could have a, a, a better sophomore year, but. Um, Ajo is their bread and butter. Absolutely. Okay, so let's let's comb through uh, unrestricted free agents that have signed real quick. Um, Kevin LeBlanc, LeBanc, LeBlanc, LeBanc, LeBanc. He signed uh, back or back with uh, San Jose, one year, one million dollars. Uh, you know, depth forward, not not bad, not good. Uh, Zach Sanford, St. Louis. Two years. He was he was pretty. He was a good depth guy for the run, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he definitely played a role. Yeah, I don't think. You I know. mean, it, he wasn't crucial by any means, but he he definitely served a purpose and did his job. I, I mean, two years, three million dollars, one point five a year. Not bad. Not bad. I mean, with him getting that, are they bringing back? Um, I mean, are they gonna are they gonna bring back? Uh, big boy pat maroon i don't think so mm. i i would guess not but but that being said knowing maroon maybe he takes another pay cut just to stay in st louis yeah you know maybe maybe he does that just so he doesn't have to go anywhere um what else we got malcolm suban re-signed with the vegas golden knights one year for eight hundred and fifty k. uh God, Jeez. I mean, this is... Tell us how you really feel. This is basically <laughs> Vegas saying, like, we are giving you one last chance. Yeah. To get your shit together. And yeah. it's sad because Malcolm Subban has shown moments of brilliance. But he's also shown that when he doesn't have that safety net, like when, like when Flurry goes down, when he has to step up, he, yeah, he just can't rise to the occasion. They... He was pretty much right. not solely, but he was had a large responsibility for that losing skid that Vegas had toward the end of the season. So, um, and don't they have more goalies in the pipeline too? Like, isn't this? I, I I'm just I, I'm curious to see. I mean, at eight hundred and fifty thousand, I mean, let's be real. Anybody's going to take that shot in the dark that he might actually step up a little bit, you know, but Sure, sure. I just it one year less than a million bucks, like that's definitely both sides. That's fine. Basic, uh-huh. you know, like Subban's like on his like he has to prove himself this year or he's out the door. Mhm. Or else he's going to go play in Palm Springs. He is going to go play in Palm Springs. Mhm. Get traded to the Seattle. They'll probably they'll probably keep him like they'll they'll expose them at the draft. We could later on. We should talk about that because I, I know we're still a year out, but we could probably talk about who's going to be exposed at the draft because we'll we'll have a better idea 
of who's on rosters and whatnot. And since teams can only take keep the top ten, I mean, it's not yeah. some teams. It's not hard. Like we were talking about it you earlier before 10. we turned on You're the good to go. Yeah, before we turned on the podcast, we were talking about it. Like Tampa Bay Lightning, like they're not going to expose Stamkos. They're not going to expose Kucherov. You know, like that's mm-hmm. that's two. Then you've got defensemen. Then you've got Vasilevsky, and you know, it, it, when you get down to it, then you've got prospects that they might want to hold on to. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a, there's a few teams out there that you could kind of get a general idea. Yeah, I mean, we could we can speculate all we want, but you know, obviously. To really have anything of any kind of merit, we're going to have to be a little bit further. Sure. You know? Sure. Like, we're going to have to see some of these one-year contracts and, and really, you know, take that big look at it. But um, Absolutely. Cool. Let's jump up. So, another one, that same day, Danton Heinen. Two years. Uh, it looks like 2.8 a year. Yep. Um, this isn't terrible. That's a pretty cheap contract. And, you know, he did – he played a role down the down the stretch. Um I don't think he's as good as – and he's still relatively young. Um, but I don't think he's as good as – I don't think he's $2.8 million. Um, but, you know, he, he definitely plays that role. He's, he's a good – I think he's a third-line guy. But, you know, that's not terrible, 2.8 a third-line guy. That's pretty solid. No, if he can serve that role, then, no, it's not too bad. Yeah. Who else we got? Um – this is probably one of my favorite signings, uh, Michael Furland. Yes. So this was July tenth. This is this is a good. This is a power move by Vancouver, and I like I it. I am a huge Michael Furland fan. Uh, it it could be because he helped me out in fantasy hockey a little bit, but yeah. um, but the guy he's he's a he's a scrappy, but scrap scrappy implies that he's small. He kind of reminds me of like a. Thomas Holmstrom, you know, like he battles in yeah. front of the net. He get he doesn't get pretty goals, but you know he put up decent numbers in Carolina last year. And you stick him on a a line with some quick guys, and he can get to where he needs to be to bounce a puck off of him. He he gets the job done. Um, yeah. I don't I don't know if he's gonna be like the missing piece for Vancouver. No, he won't. He won't. But I I mean it's he's a good player. Vancouver is itching for success like they there's like teams just need to understand when they're in a rebuild and i don't think management in vancouver like understands that they're kind of in like a we need to make a push soon mentality Mm -hmm. and i just don't feel like that's the right move considering you just lost lost your two franchise players not too long ago uh, so I was just talking to this uh, someone the other day, and it's very true. Like the the window for teams yeah. has gotten smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. Yep. So if I'm Vancouver and I'm seeing guys like Brock Besser and guys like Pedersen and uh, Quinn Hughes, you know he's still on entry level. This is you know. <sighs> The rebuild can't last that long. No. Like, it can't last too long because those guys, even if you are still in rebuild, those guys have, you know, one or two de- decent years. They need to get paid. Yeah. And then and then for all you know, you know, you're, you're middle of the road. Yep. You know, because you got to get them a big contract. So um, are they going to make the playoffs? They could be sneaky. I think they could potentially sneak in. I don't think their D is good enough and their goaltending is – they're in they're in a division where it's possible right exactly um but yeah they just brought in a guy furland this is so his last two seasons 41 points 40 points uh, hasn't played 82 games yet which that worries me a little bit injury wise but yeah. look this is you know one thing that that the young vancouver canucks need uh they need someone with a little bit of weight they need someone with with kind of a big body and they brought in two now so they brought in tyler myers who's got you know he's not he's a beanpole, but he's six five, whatever the hell sure. he is. And then you know Furlan's six one two seventeen. That's it. That's it. And he's twenty seven. I mean that this is a good pickup for them. Um, relatively cheap contract, and really he could fit on that top line, just as Perfect. like that big body. If he you know? 
if he continues to do what he has done, he's. I mean, this is a this is a perfect signing in my opinion. Like the the term is good, yep. four years. He's twenty seven. He'll be thirty one when that gets to the end. Uh, you know, so nothing bad there. Uh, three point mm-hmm. five mil. I mean, it, like I said, if he if he lives up to what he has done in the past, three point five mil is totally reasonable. Right. No. Nope. Yep. Absolutely. No, that's a good one. I like it. It's good for good for Vancouver. Okay, move on. Move on to the next one that we care about. Uh, I mean, okay. So Montreal fans, Joel Armia and and Arturi Lekkinen, they're not going to do much for you. But I mean, those are they they got them on pretty decent contracts. But the one that I, you know, I think both of us actually care about is the Ryan Dzingel yep. one. So Dzingel finally signing this. I, I again, I maybe there's like what are they putting in the water in Carolina? Because I think Dzingel got, I think he got a lot less than he should have probably gotten too. Yeah, uh, he's you know Dzingel has had a like he's kind of been recently tainted a little bit. I think because I mean Tortorella didn't think that he fit into the system that he got benched for most of the playoffs if i if i remember correctly for columbus's mm-hmm. run um he just didn't fit into the system and i feel like maybe tortorella has kind of put a bad some bad juju on the guy i mean three two years at 3.37 um, if the plays up to what he's always believed he could and what kind of kind of shows brilliance like he did in Ottawa, then yeah, Carolina's getting a fucking steal right now. Yeah. Um, I I mean that's that's the thing is this guy's twenty seven. This is this is when players you know this is their kind of window where they start hitting their stride a little uh-huh. bit, and you know this I I just think. You know, everybody's saying, "Well, this is this is a fluke, right?" Last year was a fluke for him. Um, he's he's not that good, um, but I mean, the guy had fifty six points in seventy eight games. I mean, that's that's second line production. And he's young. And you just got to He's yeah. I mean, he's twenty seven. That's still that's still a great you know forty one forty four points or you know forty one points and then that fifty six point season last year. I mean, look this this I I think they stole him for this price i would I think you know he could turn around and he's he's gonna easily put up 20 goals again i would i would he's definitely like when we get to our fantasy stuff he's definitely a, a late round flyer for sure yeah i agree uh you know and this is yeah they they basically so they got their top guy for under 10 which that's ridiculous and then they brought in a kid who you know could could put up but 30 would be reaching i think but 20 to 25, I don't think that's out of the question for, for this, you know, for Dezingle in Carolina next year, especially if Svechnikov can, you know, take that next step. I think, yeah, this is Carolina. I, I don't know what they're putting in the water, but they, this, they, they did something good here. I mean, I, we've kind of talked about it before on this pod that we appreciate when success comes to, you know, markets that aren't necessarily – a lot of people don't. A lot of people are like, oh, you know, hockey doesn't belong in Florida or whatnot. But I, mm-hmm. I love when the game of hockey grows. And in order to do that, sometimes you got to spread the wealth and the success around a little bit. Like, I mean, sorry to throw some shade at your Coyotes, but, you know, they, have, they don't have much success to their name. And as a result, the fan, you know, the stands are generally empty. It's, I mean, it's nothing personal, but they, they just, that's just the way it is. And you, in order to do that, you've got to get, a little success like i mean we've said it before vegas with their with their stanley cup run vegas is guaranteed at least a solid core fan base for the next decade at least Mm-hmm. yeah no this is this is you know two i think two two out of market teams really made a nice push this year and i think both carolina and florida kind of said you know th- we're not just going to go down swinging right we're, we're not just gonna sit down here <clears throat> and die you know so we're gonna make some moves so cor- i mean this is this correct is me if i'm wrong but you told me they were kind of like carolina when carolina's pushing the playoffs they're kind of like the ottawa senators that year do you think they're gonna crash like the senators did or is there actually something here that they can build upon um 
I I think they they have some of the pieces, right? And I think their back end is pretty solid. They got Dougie Hamilton back there. They got uh, Justin Falk. Um, you know, a couple couple guys back there that you know can make a nice blue line. Um, they're making you know their top six is looking a lot nicer with uh, Niederreiter. Um, I don't think they're overly deep down the middle, mm-hmm. which is, worries me a little bit. And then, um, you know, their tendies, Mrazek is, he's hot cold at best, right? Yeah, that one's, um, that one's. You know, and so yeah. I, I, I don't think, I, I think, you know, I don't think they'll be quite to the extent of Ottawa because the thing that's different between the two teams is Ottawa a couple years back was a little older, um, you know, where I, I think, you know, Carolina does have some of those young guys that got some of that nice playing time that they needed to get through the playoffs. So um, how dare you? you know, but how dare you insinuate that Daniel Alfredson was old? <laughs> Who? <laughs> <laughs> Dan- uh, the nicest mustache in the game? Oh, Are you kidding me? Man, he did have a nice one, didn't he? Uh, um, yeah. I and and that's the problem is I think the East got a little better. Um, you know, with teams like Florida and, um, you know, I think, I think even Buffalo got better. So, you know, um, I, I actually think, I actually think they missed the playoffs this year. Ooh, okay. Um, but I think they battle for a wild card spot, you know, and they get those young guys some of that, some of that extra time. Uh, I'm not so I'll give, long. I'll give them a little more leeway if they could get, I just, I just don't have faith in Peter Morazic. I'm sorry, I just mm-hmm. don't. Yeah, and I don't think there's enough of a goalie market. You could bring Cam Ward back. Jesus Christ! Yeah, that's what they need. <laughs> bring him back. Bro- <laughs> God, I don't even think he's damn. been signed anywhere. No, I think he. I think he's. Uh, I hope he retires. Just, he's just got a nice set of golf clubs. I think that's his. What he's going to be doing. Get, him, get himself set up on the tee, on the green. Yep. Cool. Um, uh, the only other really big signing that, you know, everybody was kind of waiting around for that I'm seeing, I mean, um, Johan Larson, Fabri, uh, Scott Lofton. Um, but the big one, everyone was kind of curious to see what he would get. We kind of talked about it. So we, we kind of had that feeling that he wouldn't get a long-term contract. Um you know, kind of a bridge deal just to kind of make sure that, like, you know, yes, they, you know, St. Louis came and won the cup and, you know, he was a huge, huge part. I mean, that's that's an understatement, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's the thing is, was this a fluke? And so, yeah, Benny, Bennington getting two years, four, 4.4 a year. How do you feel about it? Well, I... I looked into the I looked into the specifics of the contract, and in addition to the four point four mil a year, uh, Duracell will also provide him a lifetime supply of free rechargeable batteries because he runs off of those. Okay, so uh-huh. uh that's that's good. He's got he's got money and an unlimited power supply at this point. So uh, we could see Jordan Bennington playing for probably the next hundred years if if his cpu doesn't break down it's like free subway sandwiches for life but his 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 is double a's fucking robot man um good for him uh binger 4.4 mil i uh i think this is i think this is good i um i i find it ironic that jake allen's still getting paid more than him currently but um I mean, there's there's really not much they can do about that. Uh, I, I'm glad that they got him to a two year deal and didn't repeat the Jake Allen fiasco. Because um, okay. I mean, there's just nobody that wants like we've talked about him trading, and I'm sure they would be happy to get that off the books. But uh, you've made you made a good point before. Like no one's gonna wa- no one wants him. No one wants to take that contract. Yeah, no nobody wants that contract, and like the amount that you would have to like retain in that contract if you were to trade him to a team that was like dude we're not taking him for 5.4 is probably more than it would be to just buy him out sure so i you know i i i don't envy their situation 
being 9.8 a year into goalies, you know, only only one of them is worth anything. Right. I mean, you know, that's so tough. That being said, like is Allen a good backup goalie? Yeah. I like I mean, I feel like he's that that's his skill level. I feel like he's a backup goalie. But so I I think the position is fine. I think he, he like if he were getting paid, you know, a mill and then he was sitting on the bench behind Binger as the as the designated backup, like then that's I think the situation's fine. The position's good. It's just the fact that he's making more money than the actual starting goaltender is kind of concerning to me. Granted, if Binger, you know, Binger lives up to Binger's reputation, plays out of his mind the next two years and gets, I think, bare minimum, if Binger gets St. Louis into the playoffs for the next two years, the guy's due for a raise. Right. And I think by that, and that by that time, I don't know how many years are left on Jake Allen's contract, but I'm sure it's not great. I just pulled it up just for you. I was I can read your mind. Thank you. Thank you. I know you can. This is July 1st, 2016. He signed a 4-year 4.35 a, a year contract. 2016. So he's got what? Maybe just 2020. 2020. So next yeah, so I think next year he'll be unrestricted. Oh, okay. So yeah. Oh, then totally. Just uh, yeah, so never mind that. Yeah, that works. Yeah, just keep yeah, him That's a that's a win. Keep him on the bench. You bite the bullet. No one wants him for the five. You just let him walk, or because uh, no one wants to trade for him. Maybe at free agency, you know, maybe like they could get a decent price for him, and they can like he can they can get the rights. But yeah, you just sit on him, let let him be the backup behind Binger, and then just let let that kind of let the chips fall where they may. No, I and that's oh, honestly. Wait, I have I have bad news for Blues fans. What's what's that? So July first, two thousand sixteen. He still had one year left. Oh. It got him through 2021. They oh. are fucked. And actually, that's exactly why they did the Bennington thing. You know, we talk so much shit about Jake Allen and his mom. I think it's going to be karma that he's get, that Seattle's going to pick him up in the expansion draft. Oh, my God. Don't you fucking put that juju on him, bro. <laughs> God. Dude, we could, we could go up and— No, he'll go to Palm Springs. I would love to—oh, my— Yeah, he will go to Palm Springs. <laughs> We could get an interview with his mom. Dude. Let's Miss, send her a fact. Miss Allen, welcome to the show. Big fans. Since episode one, we've been huge fans of your work. What? What's Who, who are you working on lately? Who's what, Who's the goalie? It's got to be Darling. Got to be Darling. Darling. Yeah, she's like, I've been, I've been spending a lot of time. Scott Darling, he's a uh, boy's got some issues. <laughs> like what co- that's how she starts most conversations about goalies she works with <laughs> he's just got a couple issues i don't know he's got a couple we'll issues some, com- some confidence problems uh <laughs> sounds like he can't uh can't stop can't stop the puck <laughs> really okay oh, fascinating i want a shirt that just says jake allen's mom <laughs> see if anyone comes up to me and they're like dude what the fuck <laughs> Who's Jake Allen? <laughs> uh, that's majority of okay. what people would ask. Okay, um, let's real quick before we before we start closing in on the end here. Let's go over. Mm-hmm. Uh, TSN's got the top eleven free unrestricted free agents left. Um, we could talk about restricted later on, and on. I mean, honestly, like, let's be real here. The restricted guys, they're all probably going to go back home to where they currently are. Like Marner, oh, I, I think all of us would love to see Marner in a different place, but I I think his 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 team of dad and agent and that kind of thing, I think I th- he's going to stay in Toronto. So, um, yeah, I think that that's that's going to sort itself. But these unrestricted free agents, on the other hand, there's a lot of experience on here, and uh, I think I think a lot of these guys could be really key assets to certain teams. What do you what do you think? Who stands out to you on this list? Um, I I like both Justin Williams and Patrick Marlowe. Uh huh. Um, a little bit older, but I mean, if you have a younger team, you can you can bring those guys in. And look, I mean, Justin Williams is a gamer. You know, he's he's gonna. We saw it with Carolina last year. He's he. That's just what he does. You know, he gets these teams that. Uh, you know, fuck. I mean, he just. 
isn't he Mr. Game 7 or something like that? You know? Look at that jam. Um, what? And welcome to the jam. Welcome to the jam. That's That was a Letterkenny quote from the coach. Mm. Oh, coach. <laughs> Fucking love coach. Um. <laughs> Maxing every single second. I, my favorite one by far is the golf course one. Oh, that's, I mean, that's a classic. Where Coach... <laughs> It's fucking embarrassing. They're like, they're like throwing beers at him. Been here in your Manhattan in the golf cart, girls. We have a golf cart boy here. Bingo! <laughs> oh, shit. All right, back to what I was talking about. Yeah, sorry about that. Fucking embarrassing. Fucking um, Yeah, I mean, he's a character guy. And, you know, I know a lot of teams, he's probably a th- he's destined for a third-line role somewhere. Sure. Um. But, you know, he's a character guy. And then, you know, you got a guy like Patrick Marlowe who still has a little bit in the tank and, you know, I, could probably go to a couple of these young teams and go play a second-line role. And, you know, these, these young kids would benefit from it for one. And really he could he could put up a few numbers. And then, you're you know, you're, con- you're feeling good about the contract. But I just um, – I would say Jumbo Joe also. You're but, just – how much charity can you – I mean – like, if you're the San Jose Sharks, you're sitting yeah. here, like, you you are literally, you have the potential to be exactly where you were three, four years ago with the, with the, with players that you've been trying to get rid of for, well, like, Joe, like, fucking Joe Thornton, just to make sure you can try to win a Stanley Cup again, he'll fucking play for free line in the concession stand at the Shark Tank. Like he's uh, he's selling raffle tickets. Yeah, like he'll he'll do it. Like he's him. like if you guys like I'll I'll announce fifty fifty if you guys just let me keep playing. <laughs> that sounds like a pretty good deal, Joe. You're on. Yeah. So him, and then you've got Marlo, who's basically made it. Well, at least publicly, you know, through I I don't know. He came out and said it, but he's he he wants to retire in San Jose where his career was. So, I mean. Uh, fuck like you're 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 the san jose sharks patrick marlowe will come back at a discount joe thornton wants to come back for a discount it's like okay great now we're san jose sharks from 2010 and like that didn't get us a cup what's gonna happen like you know do you do you make joe thornton and patrick marlowe your third fourth line like i mean it's not bad on paper but if it was gonna work, it would have worked by now. Yeah, it's just they're t- they're too old and slow. Yeah. So I mean, best case scenario, you sprinkle them throughout your lineup and hope that the youth and the speed from your other guys can actually. Yeah, but you, know, you lost. I mean, you've lost. Just... You lost Joe Pavelski and you lost Gustav Nyquist, and you're replacing them with Patrick Barlow. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. Yeah, I'll be curious. I, I don't know if San Jose will even bring him back. You know what I mean? I like, I, I think if Marlowe comes in and pleads enough and says he'll take whatever he can get, then, yeah, they'll bring him back. Mm, yeah. I mean, he, you know, both of them still, like, looks like Marlowe had 37 last year. It's not terrible but it's not great he was he was relegated to a like not a i mean not a fourth line role by any means but he was relegated to a depth role like he what it's not like every night he was slated to skate with jonathan taze and or jonathan taze uh taveras and marner yeah but he wouldn't do that in in san jose either no there's no way they're putting him up on you know next to Meyer and Couture. They're just, they're not going to do that. No. Well, and seeing that's, and that's where, I mean, just where do you go? Like, I'm, I'm kind of looking in the rearview mirror of San Jose at this point. And I mean, is signing Carlson long-term a good, a good signing if he stays healthy? Yeah, that's good. That's money well spent. You've got, you've locked up your defensive core for the next like 11 years. Like that's great. Yeah. But after that, I mean, uh, what up front, like I said, you've, they're not huge holes. Like, Pavolsky was more of a leader. Like, he was an all-around player. And Nyquist brought 
some youth and speed. Like, he's not a huge role player, but he, he brought some jam. He brought some energy. But now you've lost those two guys, and you've, like, Patrick, like, even if they, at this point, bringing back Patrick Marlowe would probably be a good thing. Yeah, I, I that's the thing is I don't think they're too deep up front anymore, you know. And yeah, it just depends on the contract that they would get him for. But I, I actually think you know, and and that's the thing is it would be overhyped to where bringing those guys back, you know, San Jose and and you know fan base and stuff like that, they'd be expecting a lot more than I think those guys would ever provide. Yeah, you know, and so like. I think they would have worse seasons going back there. I think, you know, a guy like Marlowe or, you know, Thornton maybe going somewhere else, you know, they, I, I just, I think either way, I don't think they're winning the cup. No, I, I know, think they're, they're, it's just they're, the they're really zone. struggling to try to convince themselves that their window is still open. But I think, sorry, San Jose fans. I know we've already talked a lot of shit about you, but it's about to get worse. I think I think that window's closed, or or is it's no longer prime opportunity. Like last year, if it was going to happen last year, that that was the year. And yep. now you've got bloated, con- not bloated contracts, but you've got big contracts. And you're you're, I mean, all the guys that had anything in the tank left, they've they've either left or they're just they're. I mean, Jumbo Joe's. I mean, it's selfish of them to think that he's got more of jumbo joe left in the tank like he can play role you know the guy's obviously shown that he can Mm -hmm. compete still in his older age but i i just think that window's closed and is that i mean that's a good thing for the pacific division because that opens up a space for another team to kind of challenge vegas for that top spot right yeah, we, I mean, here's the thing. Yeah, Losing Pavelski and replacing him with Jumbo Joe and Marlowe is just... Oh, and and not to mention you lost Nyquist. Yeah, um, yeah San Jose got worse. Yeah, they do. They did. That sucks. You know, that, that, that does suck because you, you hate to see, you know, two of the best defensemen in the entire league on, you know, one team that... You know, I mean, they could they could still surprise. I mean, oh, you know, they're Simo Myers, pretty pretty good player. They're but, still a playoff uh, team, like especially with the division yeah. that they're in. They're definitely a playoff team. Like it's, I, I I would put money on right now that Vegas and San Jose will make the playoffs next year, hundred percent. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I I I you know from a hockey standpoint, I'd rather see those guys go somewhere else. But you know, they got their hearts set on San Jose and. I think that's actually kind of more of a negative for him, anyways. You know, an older Joe and an older Patty, and uh, yeah, I just I don't, you know, go. <laughs> I guess as a Ducks fan, like go down there and play. I don't care, right? <laughs> or go up there and play. I don't well, shit, and see, that's that's the sad part. Like, who's gonna step up? Like, San Jose will be a little weaker. They'll still they'll still be one of the stronger teams in the division. But after that, I mean. The Kings are in no better shape. The Ducks are pretty nope. adamant that they're in a rebuild, or at least a minor one. Uh, right. Vancouver, I mean, they're starting to get better, but I mean, there's still a lot to be built there. Cal, I mean, it's probably, it's probably, I mean, not to not to be boring, but it's probably gonna be Vegas, San Jose, and Calgary. Yeah, yeah, and then I think I think the rest of those teams are kind of ho hum, and you know, Coyotes. I think. Coyotes in Vancouver will be, you know, kind of that next bump down. And then, uh, yeah, you got the lowly ass. I mean, Oilers could surprise us, but I still don't think they will. No. Um, you know, it's and it's crazy because you have the best player in the world. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you, you basically look at it again after those top three and you're, you're basically going, geez, I mean, you know, who, who wants to win a game? Like, yep, fuck, absolutely. Just, yeah. But, um, yeah, the other ones, so on the defensive side of things, uh, I know we, you know, we give them a lot of shit and we've talked about them a lot, but Jake Gardner's still available. He's, and, and we've given him shit more because, it, like, it's in, it's tongue-in-cheek because we pretend that we're Toronto fans because Toronto fans want to fucking crucify him. True. 
That is true. Like, it's not... I don't personally have it. I mean, yeah, was he not the greatest for my fantasy team last year? Yeah, but... Mm-hmm. You know. Look, he, he, he either wants too much, or... Toronto is just calling every GM saying this guy's actually trash. Don't, you know. Like, look, if if he's wanting third or fourth defenseman money, um, I'd have no problem throwing it at him. No, not at all. Right? You know what I mean? But that's the thing is if he's wanting, you know, that second, uh, you know, second defenseman on your team kind of money, um, if he's anywhere over, you know, if he's anywhere over five for me, it's just not happening. Yeah, I, I mean, there's definitely teams in the market that could use his skill set. Uh, I mean, there's teams. There are lots of teams that are in need of offensive defensemen. Uh, yeah, and he is definitely one of them. I feel like you're just gonna have to make sure that he goes onto a team where you've got that defensive backup because he. Like, I mean, that was his one weakness in Toronto. Like it, Toronto just back at back-ended, you know, three offensive defensemen and made sure that no one was going back to actually play defense. Yeah. I mean, nobody plays D anymore. Just coast the blue line, catch your breath. Yeah. Just, you know, straight up dump and chase hockey. Exactly. You know, I'm looking at my fantasy team right now, my my championship-winning fantasy team. and uh, Is it just on fire? <laughs> it's just trash now. <laughs> Um, uh, and, uh, I set my keepers before the playoffs started uh-huh. and I'm kind of liking them Are they the same still ones? right now. I've got, Ooh. I've got Ovechkin, Alex DeBrincat, and Mark Stone. Oh, no tendies, huh? Did I lose you? What's that? I didn't hear you. Did you answer my no tendies question? I th- I mean, or <laughs> you were you were contemplating? I, I see. well, I got. I'm I'm thinking because I've got. I mean, I'm looking at my roster. The only other, the only other toss up is so I've got Matt Duchesne, but he's not better than them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mika Zibanejad with Panarin now that might be worth keeping. It's not a bad one. But that's it. Other than that, who who do you got? I'm pulling yours up. Um, I got two no brainers, and then I I've just I've had to draft goalies the last probably three years, and I'm sick of it. So you so I I I do have a couple goalies that I'm kind of kicking around. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm just looking at yours right now. God, you got Seth Jones too. Um. Yeah, I think you're. I think the three you have right here is that's that's. Wow, Debrinket had a seventy-six point season, huh? Yeah, Damn. they had they, they had solid that is solid. They had solid seasons. I Debrinket is probably like my middle grounder, but mm-hmm. I mean, there's I just can't. There's no. I mean, Chicago only got better over the off season. They're actually going to have some solid goaltending, and they did they upgraded their defense a bit. So his plus minus will go up, and he's just going to – I mean, especially if he's going to skate with uh, – because they signed um, Kirby, Kirby Doc. Yeah. So if he if he gets any time in the NHL, he'll probably – I would assume that they'd probably stick him on a line with Debrincat and call it good. Well, so uh, Debrincat and Strom will play. I'm not sure if Doc moves to a wing. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if those those would, three would play or those two would play, but um, yeah, I, looking at your goalies, I wouldn't keep attendee either. So. No, I've got no attendees that are worth keeping. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, so my my two my two that are very easy picks. Um, they've just been solid for me for like two or three years now. Ever since we kind of re, redid our pick, mm-hmm. um, Crosby and Burns. I mean, those are. Those are two almost no-brainers. Um, you say you're keeping goalies, I, right? I I am thinking about it because I'm sick of drafting them super high. Man, you uh, could they just never end up working out. Man, you could take a real flyer on Robin Leonard. I 
don't, and that's the thing, is I think all four of them that I have on my roster right now, Kemper is a little bit sketchy just because Ranta's going to be back. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Gibson, Hart, and Leonard, just, if I, you know, if I was... If I'm thinking goalie, you know, I this isn't a terrible year to go. I can go with the young kid and hard. I can go with Leonard, who you know we know we know Crawford's going to get hurt, so he's going to be the number one there in Chicago with a with a good forward group. Absolutely. Um, and you know Gibson Gibson, I think you know if he can stay healthy, he's a he's a world class goalie. So, um, fuck it, just you know. But then I have you know then I have a guy like Aho, where you know that would. And he's he's dual right wing center in our league right That's now. That's really so. nice. Um, yeah, we'll see. I I got you know my two for sure, and then um, that third spot's either going to be Attendee or, or Aho, really. Um, so you're going to let Burnsy and Crosby drop? Huh? You're going to let Burnsy? No, those are going to be my. Oh, okay. No, those are my keepers. Okay. So those are my two. Those are my two for sure. And then you just want to use one and, on Attendee. Yeah, I think so. I think that's what I'm going to do. I think, you know, Aho, yeah, Aho had 83 last year. Um, but, you know, I got 100 points from Crosby and 83 from Burns. So, no, Crosby's I think I'll be okay. Crosby's going to be you got to keep him until until it's until he's no no more. Yeah, until he withers away into dust. Exactly. Exactly. Same with Burnsy. Burnsy's beard is going to freaking <laughs> carry him <laughs> it's just gonna drag him for the next like 10 years pretty much god damn it but all right well i think yep. uh i think we've i think we've covered everything um guys thanks for tuning in i know these these summer episodes we're we're, we're trying to you know keeping keeping things going but i hope uh, we're still keeping keeping you entertained and keeping you laughing uh if you guys have we, we were throwing around the idea of doing topic topic uh episodes so if you guys have any ideas, like, I mean, obviously we could think of some, but if you guys want one, like a user submitted one, we could definitely think of, you know, throw an idea around and, and talk about it. So um, feel free to message us on the Facebook and, uh, or, or just comment on stuff and let us know. And we'll, uh, we can, we can maybe, maybe make that happen. Yep. And I do have one announcement that you kind of, you know, I didn't get to say earlier and I was kind of sad about it. Go for it. Uh, I will actually be in Seattle you know, over here in the next couple days. Um, I'm going to do a – I would love to get inside the arena, but I know that's not fucking happening. Oh. Um, but I'm going to you know, try to get downtown, see the arena, um, you know, try to talk to some NHL Seattle people, see what we can kind of get, get going up there, and then uh, you know I'll probably be at one of the hockey bars in there too. So – um, if you listen to this, you're in the Seattle area and, uh, you're, you know, you're wanting to do some beer drinking and some hockey talking and you run into me. Um, I know you don't know what I look like at all, but that's fine. Just mess- um, uh, give us a, give us a message on the Facebook and maybe we can, uh, I don't know what, send him your social security number or something. Yeah, I think date of birth, mother's maiden name, and social security number will just, that'll do about. Probably. You know, that'll work. Probably just about. That'll be so. fine. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll get that information out to whoever wants it, and uh, maybe you can link up and you can buy them a beer. That is a possibility. There you go. All right. Or they can well, buy me a beer because think... it's technically my birthday. So <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, uh, maybe they can maybe they buy us a beer. Who knows? There you um, go. All right. This is us for episode twenty-eight. Please like, comment, share all of our stuff, and uh, we'll be back to you in a couple weeks. Laters.